Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Liesl, I'm telling you, like, it felt like just this crazy release and her head came out. Oh, (laughs) her head came out. And mind you, like, we have this affiliate or whatever nurse who's like learning and just so bad for her and me. And I'm like, Something's happening. And I reached down, but that was like honestly the most beautiful moment of my entire life. Aww. I just reached down, I could feel her head. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi guys, happy Monday. So this week I have a birth story for you guys. I haven't put out a birth story episode in a while and I'm sorry, Um, but I have a birth story this week. I have Kim Perry on the podcast and if you guys don't follow Kim Perry, you should. She's a pretty cool lady. And Kim came on to the podcast today because Kim actually, so she's got three girls and her youngest is about the same age as Ryland. I think she, I think Blake is a, a little bit older. Um, but her youngest, her third daughter, she took my, one of my birth courses uh, with her and she came on just to talk about her third birth and her first two too. But I wanted to have her on because she had, she had a pretty crazy birth, um, with her, with her third baby. So I wanted to hear about that. Um, and I also wanted to hear, you know, after she had taken my course, if she, if she found it beneficial. So Kim Perry is an entrepreneur. She's a fit pregnancy coach, mom of three, and strong believer that new and expecting moms can be both fit and happy. Her life didn't always look this way. During her first pregnancy, she had no idea what to expect. Her body was changing, and she just didn't feel like herself anymore. The only thing that made her feel like herself was movement. Exercise always left her feeling strong and in control. After becoming pre- and postnatal certified, she began to share her workouts online and slowly built a close-knit community. She went from recording and editing videos in her basement at 5 a.m. before work to eventually quitting her full-time teaching job. She realized that helping other moms was incredibly fun and fulfilling and it became her dream job. So yeah, she does just that on her Instagram. Like I said, I've been following her for a little while um, and I just love to see her stories because I think she's super inspiring just what she's doing. So yeah, without further ado, let's hear from Miss Kim Perry about her births. Wondering what you need to do to stay on track during each week of pregnancy? Not sure what you need to be learning or researching along the way? I can help. 
Sign up for our free weekly pregnancy series to get tips, advice, and resources tailored to your exact week of pregnancy sent straight to your inbox every week. Sign up at mommylabornurse.com slash I am pregnant to get your first email today. See you in your inbox real soon. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Liesl, thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm a super fan of you. <laughs> Longtime follower. Yay. So I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Well, we were just chatting before the episode. I've been following you for a while too. So you oh. tell tell our listeners who you are and what you do on Instagram. My name is Kim and I'm a mom to three little girls. Um, my oldest is four and a half. So I feel like for the last five years, I've been pregnant or breastfeeding the entire time. (laughs) Um, but yeah, during my second pregnancy is when I, so I'm a fit pregnancy coach, but I really didn't find that field until my second pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, my first time around, I was really frustrated with like the workouts and all these restrictions and don't do this and don't touch that. And you have to do this. And it was so, it just, I wasn't able to do what I truly enjoyed, or at least I didn't think I was. So my second pregnancy, I kind of got really into it. I was doing a lot of my own research. I actually got certified in pre-postnatal fitness and that's where I started sharing my workouts. Um, and then I created also a postpartum workout program that I am still doing today. And then I just recently had my third baby who is the same age as your little one. Yeah. Um, and we were pregnant together and I yeah. actually took, so I know it was my third birth, but I with between COVID and just yeah. not even having the time to like go to the doctor's office and take like a prenatal course. Yeah. Um, I needed a refresher and I also yeah. wanted my third birth to be different and boy, was it different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to don't spoil anything. We're going to get into all of it, but yeah, I think that's amazing that you, you know, recognize that and you wanted to take some, some courses and obviously you chose ours. So we're, (laughs) we're really happy about that. (laughs) So I didn't say too much about what I do, but I do help, or my goal is to help moms stay fit during and after pregnancy and also provide those helpful resources that are going to give them energy, help them feel good, uh, prepare their bodies for labor and then fuel themselves for motherhood. Yeah. I love it. Well, I love your little workout videos that you share. I just think they're so they're, it, they just, I mean, it's no wonder you have a lot of Instagram followers. Like it's just, they just are great visually. It's just, they're very easy to follow. So oh, thank you. I appreciate them. <laughs> so, all right, Kim. So we are going to talk about birth stories today. So usually what I do with most people is I have them kind of start from the beginning. So if you want to start with your oldest, with your four and a half year old and kind of, I want you, if you're willing to share, share, you know, how you, not how you got pregnant. We all know how people get pregnant, but (laughs) if you had any issues with getting pregnant with her, had any losses or just kind of how that started. And then we can talk about her birth and then we can talk about your second one. And then we can talk about your most recent one. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I, (laughs) When we talk about like fertility, I always yeah. have this like guilt in the yeah. fact that I didn't have trouble getting pregnant. Um, and I know so many of my close friends and yeah. family have. So I I didn't have trouble the first time. And w- it was surprising though, because my um, 
my cycle is very irregular. Like if, if I had really tried and like counted the days, like it would have been, I don't know. It was just so irregular. So the fact that we got pregnant, we felt like it was a miracle. Yeah. But uh, like I started saying, my pregnancy with Ayla was not fun. Like I didn't like my body's changes. Like I feel like the first pregnancy is tough on the body because it is so new and your body has never felt this way before. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of symptoms. I had the morning sickness, like not even morning. I had nausea, like the entire pregnancy food aversions. I kept saying like, this will be my only pregnancy. I'm never getting pregnant again. I did not like, I did not like it. Um, And that's okay. And that's, I mean, there are people who love being pregnant and then there are people who don't like being pregnant and there's nothing wrong with not liking pregnancy. Even if you have fertility issues, like that's a big, big thing that I see Mm. people have a lot of guilt with. It's like, it took me so long to get pregnant and now I just hate pregnancy and I feel all this Mm. guilt because of it. But yeah, it's certainly, um, pregnancy is hard (laughs) and it is okay not to like it. Yes, I agree. Um, Yeah. And I can remember like people telling me like, oh, I miss being pregnant. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, right. You don't, you clearly don't remember this part. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it was, it was long, um, but it was nice because at the time I was a teacher and I had the whole summer off and I was due the end of July. So I was going to go right into my maternity leave, the beginning of the school year. Um, And I had like that whole, like, you know, third trimester basically off and it was summertime and so that I do appreciate. Um, and then for preparation, like I really was just the only person I knew who had, you know, had babies and I got to see up close was my sister and she, God bless her totally hid like how <laughs> challenging, like she just mm-hmm. made everything look so easy. Mm-hmm. She was like a silent laborer and I was in the room both times. She didn't make oh. a single sound oh. silence. And she, you could see her face. Like she looked uncomfortable, but like, yeah, I, she totally tricked me because my labor with Ayla, I like, no, it was very different. Um, but like I said, like I, all between seeing her two births and then I took, you know, the one class at the hospital, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't, I don't think that's enough preparation. Like no. I really just did the bare minimum. So when it came to, giving birth. I was in at home in labor for about 12 hours, like from like 10 o'clock at night. I labored all night. I couldn't sleep because of the contractions, but I was like, this is okay. I know it's not time yet. Mm-hmm. Tried to get a little bit of rest. Um, and then it was like noontime that I think I went in maybe before then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's time. We gotta go. Mm-hmm. Um, still labored and, um, I tried to do the tub for a little bit, but yeah. that just wasn't working. I did, however, have a doula who was so oh. phenomenal. And I cannot recommend a doula enough if you have access to one. Yeah. And it's funny. She's actually my first grade teacher. Oh, <laughs> so I know. What are the chances? Yeah. My mom actually used to volunteer in the classroom with her um, when she would teach us. And now she's a volunteer doula. So it's like. The, the whole everything came together. Oh. I don't know what what it's called, but yeah. So it was kind of cool. Um, she was just so perfect at her job, and oh. she said, and which I didn't realize at the time that I was doing a great job with 
just my breathing through the contractions. Cause that's one thing I learned that was, I watched in a YouTube video actually from a girl that I followed on Instagram. And she was like, you have to don't fight the contraction. Like don't tense up. You have to breathe through it and allow and relax. So like nobody taught me that except for this girl in the YouTube video. Yeah. It's not the, it's not something you learned in the hospital class. Right. They don't tell you. I mean, my doula helped with that, but Yeah. yeah. So I was doing a good job with that, but the labor was just not like I wasn't progressing quick yeah. enough. So I got an epidural, mm-hmm. which worked for 15 minutes, I think. Oh. And yeah. And then they're like, I was like, you know, this isn't working. We need to fix this. So they gave me like another dose. Um, still wasn't working. And they're like, listen, your only option is to take it all out and do another one. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's do it. Make it happen. (laughs) But, and by that time, I think like the epidural, even though it was like not long lasting, it did help my body relax enough to, um, dilate more. So I think I went from like four to like seven. I can't remember the exact numbers. This was a long time ago, but no, uh, it's okay. I I'm like, I barely, I wrote down my Walter is about the same age. He's four. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down, you know, my birth story with him, but it's like, when I think about, I have to like, go back and look at those notes and refresh my memory. Cause it's like, God, four years ago, that's a long, I, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you, I wrote down this labor because I wanted to remind myself <laughs> yeah. how, like how challenging it was yeah. and I'm not going to lie. Like it was traumatic. Like I had yeah. gone all along. So now we're um, I, oh, I also, my contractions had started like the day before at a doctor's appointment before I considered them like actually starting. Yeah. So I was like you having contractions for two days and now it's like another 12 hours of like no relief. Um, yeah. second that epidural, nothing is working. Oh. Yeah. And I was on my back the entire time, which yeah. now I know is, I mean, I had the epidural, so you yeah. kind of have not a lot of options there, but yeah, I, I was in a lot of pain. I had those crazy surges that it just felt like there was no relief. I, yeah, so it was long. And then I only pushed for 15 minutes, which is okay. thank God. Like, yeah. But after she came out, like I was still experiencing so much pain. I was like, when is it going to end? Like I'm still in pain. And like yeah. she came out and I wasn't like happy. I was like crying, yeah. like, I, yeah, it was sad. And I remember like my mom came in the delivery room or they were all in there at the time. But then when I was like in, you know, it was just so bad. I told my husband, like they need to leave, but I didn't want my mom to leave, but I couldn't even voice that to him. So my mom, my sister, everyone was like out of the room. But when they came back in, I just remember I was like crying and I felt like, where's my moment where they put the baby on your chest and you're just like, Oh, it's so magical. I was like, this is not magical. So I think I had that like anger about my expectations not being met or, you know, just this, what I had envisioned for my birth and it, it didn't happen. So it was not the best experience. And this is also something I wish I had learned about is just the trauma Mm -hmm. with that comes with that. Do you, do you teach that? I mean, I can't remember in your course, I think you did touch on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's kind of why we do all of our classes is to 
to prepare people for as many different scenarios as what, you know, we talk about how epidurals sometimes don't work. So expect this, that, and the other. And that helps certainly to decrease the amount of trauma that people experience. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's, and it's very similar. The whole time you're talking, I'm thinking about my second birth with Ryland and that's, Mm. I didn't have, I, I didn't experience like no pain and then still having pain. It wasn't like that, but I didn't have, I remember having that like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I gave birth, you know, while they put the baby on the chat on your chest and you're just like, I feel so great after my first one with Walter, but my second one, it's like his heart rate was dipping at the end. And I was like scared that he was going to come out, not, you know, breathe. And I, then he was fine, you know, came out, but it, his labor just went not as, you know, it was just different and I stalled at the end and I was just mad that I was, so it was like, I didn't have, and people don't talk about as much where like people don't talk about how that can happen. Like we only hear the positive, like people, you know, you're going to put the, it's going to be over, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I think personally, I think that my second birth really taught me. I mean, I knew that people experienced that of course, but personally, I felt that very similar feeling that you felt where it's not, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. yeah, there's like an emotional component to right. right giving birth. So that one was my toughest. And so that was Ayla. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I did we did want to have our girls pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of three girls as well. And we're oh. my older sister and I are only 13 months apart. And oh, wow. looking back, I'm like, wow, that's a little close um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be pregnant by like your child's four months old. It's like, yeah. I can't imagine that now. But yeah. um, so when Ayla was about one, like just after she turned one, we got pregnant again. Um, and then I didn't, have for some reason my doctor's office wasn't able to get me in. I had the ultrasound to see it was like he was like measuring six, seven weeks. Um, and then I didn't have that appointment that's supposed to be at like 10 weeks, I want to say, maybe 12. Yeah. It was scheduled for like 14 weeks. And um right before my appointment, I started spotting Aww. and I had a miscarriage. Aww. And yeah, I I had friends that had that happen to them and yeah. I felt bad. But you don't understand like loss until you've experienced it. So part of me, like, obviously it was disappointing. Like we had all these expectations. The baby was going to be due at the end of the school year. I was still teaching at the time. My friend had the same due date. Um, Yeah. So that was really hard, like watching her be pregnant. Um, But like I was going to say is that I am glad that it, I'm like, I'm glad that it happened, but like, it gave me such a bigger perspective. And I have more empathy for the women who are struggling with fertility or who have had miscarriages or yeah, like, and I feel so more, so much more grateful for the other pregnancies I have had because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was definitely a learning experience. I've never felt so vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and then this is where I feel like slightly guilty again. I got pregnant, I like almost immediately after the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So but, that happens a lot because your body's, especially, especially a later one, like you, well, it was, you know, not super late, but it's not, you know, 
well, you were probably what, th- 12 or 13 weeks. Well, the baby um, had stopped growing around yeah. right after that ultrasound appointment. Okay. I just didn't know. And gotcha. I also, I didn't know that could happen. Like, I didn't know gotcha. that your body just kept the, you know, the baby in there yeah. for weeks. Like I was like, when, when was it going to come? So crazy. Yeah. yeah, no, that happens. Um, it's called, well, it's, if you find it at the doctor or that the, at your providers, it's, it can be called a missed miscarriage where you don't have any mm-hmm. symptoms and they just find that, you know, but it's not, um, it's definitely not, a, I mean, that happens all the time with me, you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like the baby passes away and then the next day your body expels the baby. It's, it's right. honestly, usually that way is either you find it at the provider, you find mm-hmm. it at your providers, um, or you start having symptoms and they find that the baby has passed, you know, a few weeks prior and your mm-hmm. body has already kind of started the process, but yeah, not fun either way though. So, yeah. but then with my, my third pregnancy, technically with Rosie, um, it was, I want to say her pregnancy and birth were pretty textbook. Like yeah. I had some symptoms, but now my body's kind of more, I wasn't used to it, but it was more manageable because I knew what to expect. Um, I knew what remedies worked for me. Um, my, both my pregnancies were pretty similar in terms of, I don't know, there really wasn't much difference except for, I didn't have the nausea for the entire nine months. Thank goodness. Yeah. But like, I just felt like I had a handle on things. I I'm like, I've been here before. I know this, I got this. And like I said, it was, I was so grateful to be pregnant and I had just had such a big appreciation for it. Plus at the time I was like really educating myself on the pregnant body. So I had a better, even better understanding. So I really liked my second pregnancy. Um, and then the birth, um, we waited a little too long to go to the hospital because Uh (laughs) with my first, I was like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, it's, we, I was home like laboring for 12 hours before we went in but it picked up so fast and my father-in-law was supposed to come over and watch Ayla and he wasn't there. And I was like, we need to leave, get in the car. It was, yeah, it was one of those like speeding to the hospital. I was five centimeters dilated when I got there. Yeah. And when I, with Ayla, like I was only like, I think one or two centimeters, which is crazy. So I got an epidural. So in total, my third epidural, but this one worked right away and I could just relax. I kind of had like the, the shakes or like chills occasionally, but other than that, like my doula was there again, my mom and sister were there. So I had someone to video it because I didn't have any video of Ayla's birth. Like I didn't even have a picture until like she was three hours old. So that was like another like, man. Not cool. Uh, So this time, like Rosie's was just great. Like I um, also, I forgot to mention part of the birth with Ayla. I had an episiotomy, Mm. which I was not educated on. And I didn't, the doctor didn't tell me they were performing it and just went ahead and did it. Yes, I know. And now I'm like, oh, dear goodness, if I could go back. So anyways, that was my first. The second with Rosie, um, I pushed for eight minutes and I did have a small tear, but I didn't want to have an episiotomy again. I was like, no, yeah. do not do not. So there's a small tear. Um, I pushed for eight minutes. Wow. The epidural worked. Felt fine. I had that like moment. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's here. Like, this is so beautiful. Um, so much better experience second time around. Um, 
And then, yeah, getting to introduce her to Alo is just so fun. And that was and my... how was your... I do... Before we start talking about third one, how was your recoveries? Like, how were they different the first time around versus mm. the second time around? So that episiotomy I had? Yeah. The stitches started, like, something... I was like, it hurt so bad. Like, a few yeah. days later, I'm home. I thought I was, like, trying to do too much because with Ayla, I didn't find out the gender. Mm-hmm. And I had like a bunch of baby clothes, like some for boys, some for girl. And I was like, let me go through these bins. I'm like two days, like, you know, yeah. three or four days postpartum. And I'm like walking up and downstairs carrying bins oh. of baby clothes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. So I'm like, maybe I was doing too much, but like I am in so much pain. And I went to the doctors for one of our checkups. I think it was for Ayla's. And I was like, can you check me? Like, I am so uncomfortable. I was crying and there was some sort of infection from or in the stitches. So I had to go on an antibiotic. Oh, yuck. And I was going to say, I wonder what if uh, if you had an episiotomy performed and your epidural really wasn't working very well. um, I wonder if that's why you had so much darn pain after your birth and it didn't, you know, with, with your first one and it didn't really go away. Right. Like yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I also Ouch. in the hospital, like I didn't understand, like you taught all this in your course, which is why I like, recommend it to all first time moms yeah. or second or whenever, just to be educated on this. Every time they came in with like medication to take, like, Oh, time to take your ibuprofen, time to take your whatever. I didn't know you could say no. I just oh, yeah. kept taking it and it made me feel so weird in the hospital. Like yeah. I felt like foggy. I know we're not getting much sleep, but yeah. I was like, I felt like crap. Um, and I really wish I knew of like other alternative yeah. pain relief methods or just that you have the option not to take it even, you know, if, yeah. So I just wish I had that knowledge at the time. Yeah. Well, but, um, you know, a lot of people yeah. think, okay, I'm just going to they, a lot of people, I remember even, um, one of my friends went through the court, like very early pre-production and I was like having my friends like go through the course and edit the course and like, look at, you know, okay, this sounds weird. And she doesn't have any kids. And she said that she was like, wow, something I really learned from your course was that like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do what they say. Like, I actually have a choice. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You didn't realize. Okay. That's good. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, people yeah, are learning put, that. So we put all of our trust in the nurses yeah. and doctors and we're like, just tell me what to do when yeah. it's really should the, it's the opposite. Like the opposite. you're there to tell them what to do. Right. Right. In a respectful, to, to an extent, yes. Yeah. Right. It sounded oh, aggressive. Wanna, yeah. You don't want to like yell at them, but yeah, absolutely. You have, you certainly have choices like in, in all, in your pregnancy care, in your labor in afterwards and post, I mean, yes. You are, you are the captain of the ship, really. <laughs> hmm All right, that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. So this week I have a review, it was, how long ago? 13 weeks ago. Um, it got sent by, I'm going to try and say her handle, but it's a little hard. S. Mick, McDevitt Soller. Okay, cool. So she says, I took your course because I knew nothing about labor, except that it was supposed to hurt. I had an amazing experience. I took the epidural course and gained so much knowledge. I watched it with my husband and he knew exactly what I wanted during labor. And we had great communication because of your course. 
That is so cool. I was so thankful for you. I have recommended your course to so many people. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping me have the best labor ever. Oh, that is so sweet. I just love these. I love that we're starting to do this segment. (laughs) So if you want to find the course that she took, you can go to mommylabornurse.com and click on the epidural series and you can read all about it. All right, let's get right back into this week's episode. So let's talk about... um, Let's talk about your third pregnancy. And I think, okay. okay, I'm trying to do math. So how long was it you were pregnant with Rosie and then you got pregnant with Blake? So it was right after or before Rosie's first birthday. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So Rosie and Ayla are two years and two months apart. Gotcha. And then Rosie and Blake, my youngest, are 22 months apart. Okay. Yeah. Less than two years. So gotcha. yeah. It was just before her birthday that I got pregnant and we were trying and it was so exciting, but it was so hard as a mom of two now and I'm pregnant and I barely had the energy to like take an announcement picture to be like, Hey guys, I'm pregnant. I'm so tired. And I well, not you had this little ones too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like your oldest was even, Mm-mm. you know, four, <laughs> like they were little. She was three. Yeah. She was three. She's just like newly fully potty trained. Yep, yep. She, like oh. just got rid of the binky. So like Ooh. young toddler still. Yeah. And then Rosie was one. Um, I had just like, actually, no, I, I stopped breastfeeding her around nine months, but still yeah. young kids. I'm now, I ended up leaving my teaching job to do fit pregnancy coaching full time. So I'm home with them all the time, which I don't know, which is worse, like getting to go to work and like, even just have like a car ride alone to now I'm with them, like all of the time, all around the clock. So it was pretty exhausting. And my third pregnancy is when I experienced, um, anxiety. Like I started getting really bad, not anxiety attacks, but like, I felt anxious and on edge a lot more. Um, and I didn't realize that. And that's, that's a thing that's pregnancy anxiety or even certainly a thing. And a lot of times what happens is it gets thrown to the wayside because, you know, you, I mean, you have all these questions naturally when you're pregnant and, you know, okay. You know, it gets chalked up as, okay, it's just hormone imbalance, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's definitely a thing. (laughs) Prenatal anxiety and postnatal anxiety for. Yeah. So I'm dealing with all that, trying to navigate it and, um, take care of myself, but also take care of my girls. Yeah. Same thing with this pregnancy though. The symptoms were just like, I knew what to expect. I still had nausea. There was a few times where I would like, I morning sickness was rough and especially with the two little girls. Like I remember one time I was like holding Rosie in the kitchen and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Aww. And cause she was like crying and I <laughs> threw up in the kitchen sink. Yeah, I'm like, Oh my God, I will never forget that. Like yeah. just hashtag mom life. Pregnant uh, at least problem, it wasn't, but... you know, like on, at least you didn't get it on her or get it on the floor. You know, like, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. good place to throw up and yes. just kind of right wash it down the drain. Yeah. Okay. Moving on with the day. Um, <laughs> but then this pregnancy also was during COVID. Yeah. So yeah. bringing like, it was a long winter that I was pregnant. I was anxious, had those first trimester symptoms. And now it's like, we're in lockdown. I can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We can't see anybody. I can't bring my husband to appointments anymore. So 
I just felt like it was a long pregnancy with everything going on in the world. And yeah, but I was still having fun at home. Like I was having fun connecting with my community online and making workouts and just squeezing the most out of this pregnancy. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my last, like, I don't know what life with three kids is going to be like, let alone four or five. Like, so I was like, you know what, we're just going to live it up. Um, yeah. And I really, I still enjoyed the pregnancy, even though the symptoms were kind of crazy, but as it got closer to my not to my due date, but like shortly after the lockdown stuff started happening and I was hearing stories about what hospitals might be implementing to make it COVID safe. I was like, I'm going to look into a home birth because I want my husband to be by my side. And I want my doula who had been there two times. I want my mom. Like I want, I want to have these choices and I don't think I'll get them if I go to the hospital. So I actually called eight different midwives and I had no idea, like how much home births cost and what goes into it and the preparation. So I learned a lot, but I never pulled the trigger on working with any of them just because I don't, I was like so much change. And at this time I'm like 26 weeks, 27, 28 weeks pregnant. And they're like, this is the cutoff. You have to make a choice. And I was like, you Um, know what? I think I'm just going to do it in the hospital, but I'm going to take what I'm learning, what I'm reading between your course, the books I was reading, I was reading Ina May's birthing guidebooks and yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to just take the home birth experience and try to put it into the hospital yeah. as best as I can. Yeah. And that's why because- I think a lot of people, you know, try to do, um, I was going to say, I, I honestly did the same thing because of COVID. I remember being a little bit less pregnant, but when it first started wondering like, oh my gosh, are the hospitals going to, is it going to be like really unsafe to go to the hospital because COVID is going to be just you know, everywhere. And I'm like, do I need to really start, you know, like thinking about a home birth because it's not going to be, I I did the same thing. (laughs) Like just really wondering, oh my gosh, is this going to be like post a cop, you know, apocalyptic, like kind of situation. Oh yeah. Luckily, you know, it wasn't like hospital is still a very safe place to give birth, but yeah, that's just good to show you. Like you just COVID was a crazy time in the, in the early, in the early parts of it. Yeah. And I know we were like right along the same timeline with our pregnancy. So you were right there with me. Um, but yeah, since it was, I wasn't going to have a doula. I was like, I have to like learn how to do love. I tried to teach Justin, like he sat down with me. We watched the course together. He, he made note cards. Nice. <laughs> didn't use them. He didn't even know where they were in the hospital. Oh. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Well, he tried. He gave his no. best effort, right? And plus I needed him like yeah. next to me, yeah. like doing the hip squeezes and all the partner support things. So like he didn't even have a second to like yeah. step away. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So this birth, I started going into labor. Um, I had a couple like not fault. Like my water never broke for any of my, okay. any of them. They had the doctor like broke it or the nurse or somebody broke the water each time. So mm-hmm. I did have one instance where I was like, I think I leaked a little bit. And I was like, I know for sure I didn't pee. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I leaked and I had these like at home tests to like, you're supposed to get, it'll tell you if there's amniotic fluid and it was negative, yeah. but still I was like, Oh my gosh, I, like this baby could come and it could, it could happen really fast. I, oh, and I forgot to mention this too. I went to 41 weeks with each, each of them. Ah, so that's actually, a whole nother 
can of work, like just a whole nother mental aspect of it, like being yeah. like over overdue. But then I hear about people that's like, oh, I went 41 weeks with my first. And then with my second, they were born yeah. five weeks early. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I can't imagine going early. Like I, yeah, I can't. So they, yeah. So Ayla was born exactly like 41 weeks. Rosie was 41 weeks in one day. And then Blake was 41 weeks, two days. Wow. Um, so your body's just like 41 weeks. That's where, yes. that's where we're going to be. But <laughs> well, I tell people, I'm like, it's like, you know how people you bake brownies and it's like bake for 22 to 27 <laughs> minutes. Like I'm on the 27 minute end of that spectrum. That, yeah. that is such a great way to put it. I love, okay. We're going, we're going to write this. Yeah. I'm going to do a brownie <laughs> post on this and, and credit you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tag me. And I will post that. But it's so true. Like every oven is different. Every yeah. pan you're using. So same I thing with that. pregnancy. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did. And I was having like some contractions. I also, for this third pregnancy, I was going to a prenatal chiropractor yeah. and I did the same thing. And I love it. I love that. I, I love that lady. Yes. Oh my gosh. Because I didn't realize like all those aches and pains and the backache and the pelvis and oh, all of that is because your body is moving and shifting constantly. And yeah. it's usually not in alignment. So if you go to a chiropractor who can just make really subtle adjustments, um, oh my gosh, I felt so much better. I was starting to go weekly towards the end. They were also doing, um, stretches and alignment adjustments to help make birthing easier. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like this magical combination of me taking on like the doula role, learning more about birthing a baby, mm -hmm. um, doing this chiropractic alignment. Like I was like ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see when I did start having contractions, it was like when Justin was home from work or he was like on his way home. I was like, I think it's happening now. I'm 41 weeks plus yeah. two days. Yeah. I was due on June 21st and now it's the last day of June. I'm about to have a July baby. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I know. I was like, okay, I wasn't ready for this. Um, <laughs> oh, and with all three too, I had, um, an induction date scheduled because my doctors are like, yeah. okay, well, if you go, you know, let's just get a date on there. So yeah. Same thing for this one. She was going to be like a July baby if she didn't come sooner. <laughs> and before we get into the rest of this week's episode, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. When you were trying to get pregnant, did you think ovulation day was your best chance each cycle? It's not. In fact, the best time to have sex is during the several days before you ovulate. You want to have sperm ready and waiting by the time that egg drops. So how can you make use of that full fertile window when you don't even know you're in it? This is where the Ava bracelet comes in. It's a sensor bracelet that detects subtle changes in your vital signs that correspond with the opening and closing of the fertile window. It was developed through years of rigorous scientific research that has been published in peer-reviewed medical journals. At AVA, we're not just creating a product, we're contributing meaningfully to the scientific understanding of the female body. That's why 20% from the sale of every AVA bracelet goes towards women's health research and development. The science is complex, but for you, it's easy. Just wear Ava while you sleep and sync to the app in the morning to see your five most fertile days as they're happening. Ava is better than LH tests, which only tell you the last day or two of your fertile window. It doesn't require taking your temperature or trying to decipher your cervical mucus. And it's more accurate than period tracker apps, which only guesstimate your fertility based on genetic averages. 
Plus, Avis technology has been clinically tested and cleared by the FDA. So if you're trying to get pregnant, remember you've got more than just ovulation day to play with. Let Ava tell you your five best days to conceive. And right now, it's $20 off for Mommy Labor Nurse listeners. Just use the code MOMMY, M-O-M-M-Y, at avawomen.com. And now let's get right back to this week's episode. And I'm having interactions. My mom's over and I'm bouncing on my ball and I'm like, okay, we should get ready to go. My husband takes out potatoes and onions and starts chopping them up and preheats the oven. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to make the girls dinner before we leave. And I was like, and he's like, you need to eat too. And I'm like, okay, but roasting potatoes, you know how long this is going to take? So he makes his whole dinner. Meanwhile, I'm like just doing my breathing app. I downloaded the app um, Freya by the Ooh. positive birthing positive birth. I'll, I'll send it to you. So you okay. have, yeah, have we'll you link heard it. of it? No, I haven't. I haven't. We'll link it. Yeah. Yeah. So they have an Instagram page called, I think it's the positive birth. And then their app is something different. I wish they would have the same name. So it would be less confusing, but it counts out. Like you just tap it when you're having a contraction and they do the four part breaths counting in oh. one, two, three, four, exhale. And then when you, when you're like, okay, the contraction's over, you tap it again. And it does a soothing meditation of like a guided, like just this comforting voice cool. talking to you. Yep. So I'm gonna look that up. We're going to, yes, gonna it's, up. yeah, it's a good one. And cool. I had that in my headphones playing while dinner's cooking. <laughs> Um, and I did eat cause I was like, I want to make sure I like have energy and I don't feel nauseous. So I'm going to just eat a little bit. It was a pretty close call on the ride to the hospital or not a close call, but like I was having contractions. I was also crying because I was like nervous. I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm like scared. And my mom's not here. And it's just, Oh, just so many emotions. So we get to the hospital. <laughs> I remember walking in from the truck to the hospital I had to stop and, and yeah. like breathe through a contraction and this woman walks by and she goes oh good luck sweetheart and <laughs> Dustin's like that was so rude because like I don't know is she being sarcastic or she like genuinely cheering me on but like either way I was maybe like, oh. she had maybe she had a couple uh traumatic uh experiences and she was oh. just salty I don't know <laughs> Yeah. I, or yeah, it's just, I, I think people forget when you see a pregnant woman, yeah. like you just forget like what they're going through or how yeah. to be like a little bit compassionate. Yeah. So anyways, we go in, um, they get us right in and I have two nurses. One is the nurse and one is she's doing like an affiliation. I don't know if there's oh. a word for it, but she's still training to, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, I'm having these contractions. And this whole time I felt like I had to pee and they let me go. And like, I kind of peed a little bit, but I just like, nothing was really coming out. And I just had this feeling that I had to pee this whole yeah. time, which was new to me. I was like, I've never had this before. And it's really uncomfortable. So they're like, this is the new nurse. She's in a, uh, she's on her affiliation and she is going to check you. That's the only way she can learn. Meanwhile, I'm like doing my breathing, trying to like focus and they're like, so we can check you after she just has to do it first. So she can learn. I'm like, okay, just check me, just check me. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so she's like, okay, you're measuring about, and I'm expecting like, I'm probably five, just like last time. And she's yeah. like, you're measuring about just maybe three, two or three oh. centimeters. And I was like, no, I was like, so devastated at that. And I didn't want the other girl to 
follow up because it was just uncomfortable for me yeah. to lay down. Yeah, like, you're just like, get out. <laughs> yes. I'm like, just let me just stand up and move around, which is what I needed to do. So I, as soon as I heard that, like I lasted like another 20, 30 minutes. Um, so I got to the hospital. What time did I get there? Probably around five 30. No, seven. It was, mm-hmm. it was in the evening because mm-hmm. we had dinner and everything. So, um, yeah, it was probably maybe 30 minutes more. I was like, okay, I need never drill because if I'm only three centimeters, like I am yeah. not going to make it. Like I totally threw everything out. I was yeah. like, cause I wanted to do, um, no epidural this time. I was like, yeah. I got this, but, um, no, I was like, I didn't have that. Like Justin was great, but I needed someone to like, look me in the eyes. Yeah. And I still tell him this to this day. I'm like, this is what you did wrong. No, <laughs> but I'm like, I needed someone to like, say like, you got this, you are doing great. Yeah. We, we were, we got this like one at a time, one contraction at a time. Like I felt like I I couldn't do it for myself and I had the app playing. I was the only one timing my contractions. Um, and I was like, just get me the epidural. So they, they order it and we're waiting and I'm timing my contractions. I'm like, they're getting really close together, but I Uh can't even speak that. So I'm like, they're like less than a minute apart. Like it's like lots going on. And now I'm like just in the room with the other nurse and I'm leaning over the bed. They raise the bed up as high as it can go. It's like chest height almost. And I am like holding onto it, really leaning forward. Um, and actually at the, before that I was like on the ground on my hands and knees, leaning on a chair for some reason, that was like the most comfortable thing. And then I was like, I need to, I need to stand up. I need to stand. So I'm on the bed now doing it. And I am, I am a loud labor, yeah. very loud. Like, oh my, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, if I hold that in, it's like tensing up. So I have to release it and let it out. So I'm like, I'm pretty loud. Just like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Yeah. Um, and my, you know, those things they put on your belly, the monitors, mm-hmm. there was two, I think mm-hmm. they're falling all out. They're falling everywhere. <laughs> they're not staying on. So the nurse is trying to adjust them while I'm leaning over the bed. Justin's doing the the pelvic squeeze thing on my pelvis. And I was like starting to move in this like circular motion and the pain kind of went away. Like it sounds weird saying that, but all of a sudden it didn't feel painful. And my body was moving in a circle. Like my hips were just swinging around and I'm like, something is happening. And Yes, Liesl, I'm telling you, like, it felt like just this crazy release and her head came out. Oh, (laughs) her head came out. And mind you, like, we have this affiliate or whatever nurse who's like learning and just bad for her and me. And I'm like, something's happening. And I reached down, but that was like, honestly, the most beautiful moment of my entire life. I just reached down. I could feel her head, but I was also petrified. Like, yeah, baby head in between my legs. Like I didn't push at all. Like she was just there. So we're all standing like, oh my God. And the the girl's yelling, nurse, nurse. And nobody's at the nurse's station. One is checking on someone. The other one was in the bathroom. So it's just the three of us. And she yells to Justin to pull the emergency cord because she <laughs> didn't know what to do. She's never like caught a baby. So um, she's like, you have to push. And I did one push. And we all caught her coming out. Um, it was the messiest thing though, because as you can imagine, like with the other two, like we, Justin didn't know like what comes out or he doesn't, you don't see it. Cause it all goes into like a bag or something, yeah. but it was all over my legs. It was all over the floor. Yeah. 
oh my gosh. So like the amniotic fluid, just everything. All yeah, over it's the a floor. mess. It's a so mess. <laughs> Dustin was like petrified and she was so slippery and the umbilical cords all wrapped around her. So it was just like insane. And the fact that like I didn't push her out, it was just that one push to get yeah. like her shoulders over. Wow. Just like incredible, like the best experience I can. I was going to say, so- how, how can you even put it into words? How did you feel right after she came out? I was in shock. I was seriously like, I couldn't believe it. And like the epidural, we were still waiting for it at that time. And yeah. I thought I was only five centimeters one long. Of those. <laughs> Nobody had like, we had no idea that she was coming. Right. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, did, did she measure me wrong when I had initially, when she checked me, right? Like could have, could that have been it? But it also could have been my body just progressing really quickly. Uh, either so, or. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. definitely could have, and that's, you know, kind of a reason why I'm like, oh, I wish they hadn't have had a, I mean, I don't know that she was yeah. a student. She was an RN, but an RN in training, check yeah. somebody who's, it's her third pregnancy. She's contracting that much and she's <laughs> not trying to get an epidural. Like this is not the patient that you want to do like a test right. cervix on. You want to do somebody who's got a nice comfy epidural and they're, you know, <laughs> okay with you checking and it's not going to be, yeah, that shouldn't. That, yeah. That was, I could have uh, said no, but number one, <laughs> yeah. The former teacher in me, like I am all about like yeah, 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 others yeah. get that real world experience. Like yeah. I used to teach at a trade school, so I taught graphic design and we would yeah. have our students work with real life customers and, and there was a nursing program at the school too. So I am, I was, I was happy to help her learn, but <laughs> yeah, like you're saying, you're probably not the best time. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just, insane. The other nurse finally comes running in and there's a baby and she's like, Oh my God, get on the bed. Everyone's telling me get on the bed. The bed is chest high. Yeah. I am like, just still frozen. Uh, my feet are like planted on the floor. We're like holding this baby and she is so beautiful. Oh my God. It was like, and it, I just can't, this experience was just magical. If I had to like give it one word, Aww. it was magical. And then they get me in the bed. I did not tear at all. Wow. Yeah. No yeah. tearing. Yeah. There was like a burning sensation when she did fully come out, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like that's kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah, normal. No. Baby, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was a beautiful experience. Then the doctor finally came like another 30 minutes later, maybe, mm-hmm. um, to cut the umbilical cord and do all the placenta stuff. But yeah, that was my favorite birthing experience by far. That's amazing. That's, that's so amazing that it, it, it feels, I, a lot of people, um, uh, if they have an experience that's a little bit traumatic and then they have another experience where it's like more, they call it redemptive. So it sounds like you have had more of a redemptive, uh, experience this time with Blake. So that is so, so amazing. So I want to ask you how your recovery was with Blake in comparison to your first two. So not tearing is is a huge difference, like a world of difference because, um, yeah, I didn't have any stitches. My body was all in one piece. It felt like it was just, um, it was tricky with, you know, being now a mom of three, but I did have a lot of help, a lot of support. Justin was able to take almost full two full weeks off. My sister was home visiting. My mom was off. So I did have a lot of help. Um, but yeah, and it was so, I almost felt like more, even though it was kind of more chaotic, I felt more at peace just 
and I was able to enjoy it versus I feel like maybe my first time around, I was like rushing to like, okay, I want to get back into my routine. I'm not pregnant anymore. So not even talking about workouts, but like, oh, I just want to, you know, get, get the clothes folded and I want to do this and that. And, but this third time I was like, just, it was very calm and enjoyable. And I was just really soaking it all up. Plus she was born, like I said, July or she was was born June, but like I had the whole month of July to just chill. And that's great. Yeah. So it was, it was really nice. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I might be leaving out of like recovery. I did have, um, more of that anxiety we talked about. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah. When that went away or if it stayed. When Justin went back to work, I had to call him a few times crying to say like, you need to come home. Like I can't do this because now Rosie's two or no, she wasn't even two yet. She was one and a half or, you know, almost two. Ayla's still not even four. Um, and yeah. And then I have a newborn and I was like, yeah, I can't, I would just be so overwhelmed that I couldn't, I felt like I, I couldn't do anything. So it was, it was tough. Um, I actually started taking a couple different supplements that are for like hormone support and they helped me so much. So between that, just having like a little bit of a hormone balance, um, and just trying to make sure I take time for myself every day. Um, some days it would be like a nap at 5 PM when he got home from work and other days it'd be like, okay, I'm going to do some stretches in my room alone while, the girls are napping. Like I just needed something of my own to do. And maybe it was even like checking in on Instagram. Like I just needed that time to myself for my mental sanity. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, we preach that too, is like, you can't, you can't be whole and you can't take care of your children and, uh, or, or, you know, have a nice, healthy, uh, relationship with your spouse, unless you put um, work into your own self first. So big fan of that. And I totally agree. Well, Kim, thank you so much. This was uh, a whirlwind. (laughs) I think it's the best way to describe it. I think you, I think you scarred the, um, nursing, uh, the new nurse (laughs) in your delivery, but she cried. She actually cried and we took a picture all together because we just were like, it was just the three of us guys. We did it. And that's what gave me, I'm like, you know what, if I did a home birth, I know now I could have done it. Yeah. Like I didn't have a doctor yeah. like, yes, she was there, but like <laughs> we could do this on our own. Like, and it was yeah. really empowering. Yeah. Um, but also just such a special moment. And now if I do have another, it will probably be a home birth because yeah. like I said, like, I know, yeah. I know we can do it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, awesome. Well, can you just remind our listeners where they can find you on social media, Instagram, where they can catch up with you if they miss yes. you in the beginning? Yeah. So I love posting on my stories daily. That's where yeah. you'll see me and the girls and my workouts and all the fun stuff. Um, Kim Perry co is my handle and I can send you my website as well. That's where I have all my workout programs on there and some other fun stuff going on. Great. Great. Awesome. We'll link all that stuff in the show notes for people to check out. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining me. This was, this was fun. <laughs> we had Thank a nice, you. this was long. We could, Hey, we got three birth stories in here and they were all very different. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing, sharing all the details. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. That's it for this week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.